podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about this podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. In doing so, you are joining the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Let's check out the analytics today. Of course, you got the big USA at number one. Of course we are. You got the Netherlands, Australia, Nigeria, United Kingdom, Philippines, Canada, Germany. We got India, Mozambique on the board, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, and those mysterious parts that are unknown. Thank you so much for helping spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. If you remember, we are in a series titled Hearing. How it is that we can tune in and to speak and to hear God. Hope everybody's doing all right today. Let's jump right in this one and let's talk about how we need to steward his spoken word. Hearing God and knowing that, of course, we need to be good stewards of the written word of God. You need to honor it as the infallible scriptures, no matter what culture tries to say. This word has survived so much through the years. It remains a constant for thousands of years, never changing, stood the test of time, proven itself, honor this word, memorize it, meditate on it, read it, study it. It's the written word of God. But in this series, we are talking about God speaking to us as we are his children. We've also talked about uh, being sheep as well. I believe we started with that one. But we're talking about being his children and, and how, it, how um, what he is saying to us would never contradict that written word. So yes, steward the written word. That means be responsible for it. Watch over, protect that word. But we need to also steward that spoken word. When God speaks something to your heart, what do you do with that? When we talk about stewardship, we talk about the time or energy and resources and all of that, and that's good. But we have to talk about this when it comes to hearing God. How do you steward the word that God speaks to you personally? Number one, steward what you hear. Now, as I said, we talk about stewardship when it comes to finances, talking about tithing or offering. We know the principles about that. There's a scripture that Jesus uses when he's talking about giving, and, and see if you recognize this. In the same measure that you use it, it'll be measured back to you. Now, we know in Luke 6, he's talking about giving, but did you know he, he uses that same phrase, which is a stewarding phrase when it comes to hearing as well? In Mark 4, 24 and 25, then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it'll be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has or stewards what he has, to him more words will be given. But whoever does not have, right, whoever does not steward what God is giving them, even what he has will be taken away from him. 
So we all want to hear God, but when God speaks, what are you doing with that? Are you a good steward of what it is that God gives to you? I have observed many who are not. They hear something. They know that it's God. They tell you they've heard from God on a particular topic. And then I watch as over time, they do not steward that. And you see them just kind of forget about it, act like God never talked to them about it, and it just fades away. They didn't steward that word. So let's talk about how it is that God speaks. And this is by no means a full study on the podcast. You definitely want to go back and look for yourselves. I just want to give you some little starting points today that you could run with 10 things. So one, he speaks through circumstances, and we're going to talk about Jonah a little bit later in the podcast, but he's an example. God spoke to him, and he didn't heed God's voice, so God spoke to him through circumstances. Number two, through counsel, and we talked about that one already, but in Proverbs, all these verses about godly counsel, God speaks through that. Number three, through peace, and we talked about that one as well. Colossians 3 and verse 15, let the peace of God rule or umpire in your hearts. Philippians 4 and verse 7, the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. So God speaks through peace. Four, through people. Lots of examples of that in your Bible. Acts 21, 10 and 11. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and his feet and said, thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. So he gives a word from God to Paul, and this is New Testament example of God speaking. Uh, where are we at? Number five, through dreams and visions, Solomon, Jacob, Peter, John, Paul, Joseph. Number six, through thoughts. God's can, God, God can speak to you through thoughts. Matthew 1 and verse 20, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Number seven, he can speak through natural manifestations. Romans 1, God can speak through nature. John 12, 29, God spoke to Jesus, and some heard a voice, others heard thunder. The book of Revelation has all sorts of natural manifestations where God is speaking through those. Number eight, through supernatural manifestations. Uh, what do we got? Burning bush, um, that fleece, a donkey even. That's just a few. Number nine, through the Bible, obviously God speaks through his word. Romans ten seventeen. faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. God speaks through the Bible. Number 10, through a still small voice, or some versions would say a whisper. We see that in 1 Kings with Elijah. So just a few examples, just some starting points for you there of how God speaks to us. But my point is, God speaks. We have to tune in, so to speak. We have to tune into the frequency that God is speaking on, right? We saw those 10 things. We could call those different frequencies. Something that we would have to tune into to recognize at those different levels. Different frequency. God is speaking, and we can. Did you know that right now, as you are listening to this podcast, it could be in your home, let's say, did you know that there are voices in the air all around you? Right now. But if you, if you tune in, you could hear it. 
we know that's how a radio works. It looks to tune into certain frequencies and pick up what's already out there bouncing around in the air. It doesn't make something, it grabs something that's already there. So in the garden, we understand that there were two people trying to talk to Adam and Eve. We know there's God and there's Satan. This is why Jesus said things like, take heed what you hear. Be careful what you are hearing, because faith does come by hearing, right? So be careful. Satan speaks. And and did you know, and, and I'm sure you remember this, Satan is called, among a lot of things, the prince and the power of the air. So when you speak and words leave your mouth, and before they enter into another's ear to hear them, they travel through the air. So do you think that Satan could take and twist those words by the time they leave your mouth and hit somebody's ear? Of course, you know he does. You know he does. We, we deal with this here at the ministry all the time. Ministers deal with this all the time from that pulpit, speaking God's words, but by the time it gets to some folks' ears, it's been twisted. Right, so people feeling attacked all the time. Somebody wanted to talk to them about something. They're not being attacked, but that's what they hear while others standing around are like, what is their problem? Why did they act that way? I didn't hear it that way. Take heed what you hear because it's not just God broadcasting, but somebody else is too. And sometimes you can hear your own thoughts and think that's God. I had a man approach me, I think it was, yeah, it was, it, well, it was the first year that we built this building, the Midwest Healing Center, within months uh, of building it. And he came right in here. I remember we were standing in what is now uh, the bookstore. And uh, so this man comes to me and he says that God said that I was to hand this ministry over to this man and go back to traveling and that he would run this place in my absence. Mm, Nope, not God whatsoever. He was so trying at that time, bouncing around from church to church, trying to get somebody to give him something that he didn't work for. And of course, nobody in their right mind would. He wanted to say that God said, but God did not say. But I have this happen all the time. So Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Number two, steward how you hear. Not just what, but how you hear it. Luke 8 and verse 18, therefore take heed how you hear. For whoever has... Right? Whoever stewards what he hears, to him more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Wow, so, so how do you hear when God speaks to you? So let's say, okay, here, okay here's, let, let me see if I can put it into an example. Let's say that God says something like, you're going to minister to thousands of people. Where's the emphasis in your mind? Is the emphasis... You are going to minister to thousands of people, right? Oh, these people are finally going to get to see how great I am. Or is it that God's going to use you to reach thousands of people for his glory? When I was told that I was going to do TV and reach millions of people, what others heard was, oh, Donnie's going to do TV. Who does he think he is? What I heard was, wow, God wants to reach millions of people with the good news of healing in their bodies, and I get to be used to do that? That's crazy. That's scary. And I take it very serious to this day, 11 11 years later. Every time I step behind those cameras, it's very serious to me. But my emphasis is on the people. 
Oh, see, I know. Everybody wants to hear words like that. Big words. Oh, you're going to reach millions. Well, wait now. Wait a minute now. Before I was reaching millions, I was reaching ones. A lot of ones. What are you doing with the so-called little words? See, I served and served and served. I took those little words along the way to do things that maybe nobody else would ever know about, to help other ministries when nobody else would see it, right? And nobody else would know who did it, but I would help the cause and the vision and the ministry. Yes, the, the so-called, and I say so-called little things because you do know that nothing is little when God speaks it, right? You better take what others would call the little things. This is what helped me. You better treat that as though this was the only and most important thing that God will ever say to me. That's how I treated ushering at the church at that time and working at the church that I was at. I mean, I, I did all kinds of stuff, but it's because I really felt like this is the absolute most important thing right at this very moment that God is ever going to say to me right here, right now, right at this moment. And I had to treat it as though it may be the only thing and definitely the most important thing that God will ever say to me. Because if you are not going to be faithful with the little, you will never be found to be faithful with the much. How are you hearing? Joseph gets a dream from God that his older brothers are going to bow down to him. And what does he do? He goes and tells his brothers. So yes, it was from God, but not to say, see, I'm going to be in power one day and you guys are going to finally recognize it and show me some respect. No, it was, yes, I'm going to be in power one day to feed and to save people. And this is not about how many people that I can get to serve me, but it's about how I'm going to be able to serve the people. That's real leadership. I wish people would hear this podcast. God was actually telling them that one day you're going to, you're going to serve your family, not rule over them. So how do you hear? James 4, 6, and 7, but he, God, gives more grace. Now, wait a minute. Grace is pretty amazing, right? I mean, the song says it's amazing. Can you imagine getting more of it? God gives more grace. Well, how do you get more? Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace or more grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. So resist, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, we like that one, but there's another resist. God resists the proud. Hear me today. You can't resist the devil when God is resisting you. The only way to resist the devil is to get more grace from God. And the only way to get more grace is to be humble. If you are prideful, you cannot resist the devil. As a matter of fact, God is resisting you. So this particular word resist means to play on the opposing team. God opposes the proud. He plays on the other team. So in this kingdom, you understand that, okay, it's, hey, the Super Bowl's this weekend, right? We got to have some football analogies here. Okay. I know some of you are like, I don't care. Well, then don't listen. Listen, in this kingdom, God allows us to run with the ball, right? No matter what your spiritual gift is, if it's giving or leading a small group, praying for people, ministering, healing, teaching, whatever it is, okay? God, God hands you this. He, he gives you this ball. He says, I want you to run with this. But here's what he says, though. Just stay behind me, okay? I'm, I'm going to stay out front, and you stay behind me. Here's the ball, but stay behind me. Now, most of us, when it started out, would say, wow, God, I'm not, I'm not sure I can run with that ball. 
You might want to choose somebody else, Lord. I'm not sure that I can talk to people like that. God says, no, you can do it. You can do it. You just, you stay right behind me. And so we do. We follow God closely. We stay right behind him as he clears that path for us, right? We get to that end zone and God says, look, we made a touchdown. You did it. And we're like, wow, thank you, God. I, wow. I'm, but I'm not sure I can do that again. And, and God says, no, 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 we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Just stay behind me. And so we say, well, now, Lord, listen, I, I've, you know, I've been doing this for a while now, so I got it. And Lord, you don't have to be out front. You can sit on the bench and watch me, but, but see, God doesn't sit on the bench. No, he's going to play either way. And if you're going to say, well, you can sit on the bench, he's not sitting on the bench. He's going to go to the opposing team if you're in pride. Stay behind me. Well, Lord, I got it. I don't need to check in with you all the time. Now I got it. And it's there that God walks across the line and lines up against you. Why would God do this? Because he's going to tackle you lovingly. He wants to tackle us and teach us something, stop us before the enemy tackles us and takes you out of the game. That's why he would oppose you. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble, so take heed how you hear. Third one, heed what you hear. Mark 4, Luke 8, both start with take heed. Heed what you hear. So back to Jonah. Jonah 1, 2, and 3, arise, go to Nineveh that great city and crowd against it for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and he went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Uh, When we don't obey the word of the Lord, we leave the presence of God. It's that simple. You are fleeing from his presence. God spoke to Jonah. Jonah didn't listen, so he spoke to him with circumstances. Now, we've all been in that place where we felt like, I'm not hearing the voice of God. Well, this is simple. Go back to the last place that God did speak to you and ask yourself, did I obey that one? Did I steward that one? Jonah did not hear God speak again until he repented. He causes his circumstances to close in around him so that he would repent. And then God delivered him from his circumstances. God tackled him, right? It didn't hurt him. It didn't kill him, but it stopped him. Some of you listening today have your circumstances closing in around you. The reason is, is because God spoke to you and you did not obey. I know we all say, I want to hear God. Why would God speak something new to you when you didn't do the last thing that he told you to do? (laughs) I see this in people's lives all the time. Why would God give you a new word when you haven't done anything with the last one? And uh, I'm a bit the same way how I run this ministry. If you didn't do the last thing I'm asked, I'm not asking you to do anything else. Very simple. We're talking about hearing God. Jesus said, take heed what you hear, how you're hearing it. Take heed, take action on what you did hear because if you do, more will be given unto you. God will speak more. You get more words from God when you decide to act upon the ones you already got. But if not, well, even what you seem to have will be taken away from you. Don't forget that part. So what I'm saying is we have to steward what God gives us when he speaks to us through any of those before mentioned ways. It's so important that we do not have God resisting us. I hope you can see that. And we need to be able to resist the devil. 
And we want these things to come to pass that God has spoken. But if we refuse the little things, God will not give unto us more. And even worse, very possibly, he might even remove what it was that we already had. So you got to heed his voice, people. God speaks to you. You got to step out and share what it is that God's saying to you. Sharing meaning maybe speaking it or possibly just doing it. Either way, move on it, act upon it, heed to that. I'll be encouraged today to know that if God said it, friends, you got all the tools to do it. You're going to do it. You can do it. You got to do it. You got to step out and steward that word. Well, that's all the time I have for today's podcast. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Hey, and until next time, I will heed the word of God to not just speak it, but to do it. And that's why I'll be attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous. Thank you.